Hello, I'm Cheryl Kuhlman, Managing Director of the Wharton Social Impact Initiative, and we're here today to talk about gender lens investing with Ruth Schaber, who is the president and founder of the Tara Health Foundation. Ruth, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about the Tara Health Foundation and, and your background. My pleasure. So I'm a physician, I'm an OBGYN physician, and I spent my career working for Kaiser Permanente in California. And in, in addition to being a provider of general OBGYN care, I also had the opportunity to have many different administrative roles. Most significantly, I had the opportunity to oversee the evidence-based medicine program at Kaiser Permanente. Can you explain what evidence-based medicine is? I mean, is it all medicine evidence-based? We hope so. But what that means is how does medicine translate the research and the basic science and um, human physiology into actual care? How do we go from understanding how a drug might work to how do we actually use it in people to have them have better outcomes, healthier lives? And that can be basic science, it can be um, a clinical trial, and it also can be what we call implementation research. So how do you actually create programs that reliably deliver um, uh, some sort of technology to people so that they have the benefits of that science. And so basically you're developing that implementation aspect is very interesting because what you're saying is let's have some sort of standardization because it's based on this kind of evidence rather than each of us doing it our own individual ways. That's exactly right. And in fact, we talk about manufacturing and other types of uh, industries in addition to medicine as evolving from a craft into a production system where you end up getting the reliability and quality and standardization through the system, systems engineering. And that was what my background was at Kaiser Permanente. And when I started my new career in philanthropy, I've been very interested in bringing all of that I've learned, not just in the content, not just in how do we take good care of people and women, but also how do we create more reliable systems in this new discipline. So then how's the Tara Health Foundation doing that? Well, we have a couple different things. And our overall mission is to improve the lives of women and girls. And we're doing that by demonstrating creative uses of philanthropic capital. So that means that we're looking at our 100% of our assets from how we make grants, how we develop the fields, how we do direct and private investing, and also how we use the largest part of our endowment in, in public equities and public investing. And we want to have 100% mission alignment. In our specific area of social interest, which is in reproductive health, we firmly believe that improving a woman's opportunity to control the size of her family is going to optimize both her economic and social um, uh, aspects of her life. So by looking at improving access to reproductive health care, we can do that in many different ways. We can do that by funding grants to um, improve clinic access, or we can do that by investing in companies that are creating new products for contraceptive um, use. Or we can think about how are we using our public investing strategy to also improve the lives of women and girls. So we're looking across all of our assets. So give me a specific example of, of an investment you've made or a grant you've made that could help illuminate some of these approaches. Well, we believe that um, not only are we, do we need to improve access to reproductive health technologies, but we need to improve access to capital 
for those who are providing reproductive health. So one example of how we're using capital in an integrated fashion and creatively is in how we've supported an organization called Whole Women's Health. Whole Women's Health were the plaintiff in the recent Supreme Court case that was decided last year that was arguing against the restrictive laws in the state of Texas. Whole Women's Health has been a vibrant, entrepreneurially led organization and was thriving in its provision of women's health services and reproductive health and abortion care in particular. But because of all of the burden of the, legis of the litigation, they needed to open and close their clinics multiple times. As a result, they had a large amount of debt, and the only place that they were able to get capital from were high-interest credit card debt. So when we got involved in supporting them, we had an opportunity to refinance their debt with a very low interest rate, very favorable terms for them, and yet it still was providing an investment for Tara Health Foundation. As opposed to giving them a grant, we were able to, um, to do this in, uh, private debt. It's giving us a 3% return over five years. And it saves your grant money for another opportunity saves, as well. It's, and it's not a pr program-related investment. It's actually coming out of our endowment. Also with Whole Women's Health, they also have a nonprofit arm. And once the Supreme Court case was settled last year, they had the opportunity to reopen their flagship clinic in Austin. And that we were able to finance through a grant. So in addition to the debt, through um, as a private investment, we also were able to provide grant money through two different parts of our portfolio. And that's one of the things we're seeing a lot w when we're talking about impact investing and the work we're doing at the Social Impact Initiative is that people are seeing a range of capital tools that they can use to drive towards a particular end. And so this is a kind of interesting approach or, and, and becoming one that we're seeing more frequently because people are sort of saying grants aren't enough. There are right. other things I can do with my capital. Let's just figure out those different opportunities. And I know you're looking at that very closely. Yes. I believe that the traditional model for how social change is funded from philanthropy should be turned upside down. If you talk to most traditional large foundations, they'll say that the engine that drives social change is their grant making. And they rely on a market-based favorable return from their investments through their endowments to create the income that then will, right. will fuel their grant making. I believe that we have an opportunity to think about this differently. If instead we think about our endowments and our investment strategy as the primary engine of social change and the 95% of the capital that sits in that space, and instead start using our grant making as opportunities to do the research to better understand what are the best investing strategies for that social change. That it's gonna unleash a huge amount of capital and really drive change in a way that we could never have dreamed. And I like that you brought in the research angle as well. It's clear you've got that evidence-based approach leading yes. a lot of the work that you're working on at this stage. Absolutely, and just like in medicine, the only way that we're really going to understand the best use of capital is by investing in research. And we can't just rely on good intentions and intuition, that there is a lot to learn. When I talk about this in medicine, I'll say, well, for there was probably 500 or 600 years where we really thought that bleeding people yeah. was going to cure all of their diseases. 
Because it, it worked was, in some cases, right? Well, I don't know that it or worked they, in any, actually. <laughs> well, they, they, they thought it did, yeah. But they had a, they had a technology yeah. that were leeches, and they were looking <laughs> for a disease to apply it to, and they just said, well, we'll just, you know, try it on everybody. And it was only through a little bit of science and rigor that they realized, well, you know what? People are actually dying from this. I think that if we can change our thinking a little bit and apply some discipline, some standardization, just like in medicine, just like in many fields that have benefited from science, that we're going to have a lot more opportunity for the social change we all crave. And I think that part of what the research angle is great, but also this, how do we share the information? How do we build the data around this? There's so many angles to take in, in kind of building that evidence base around that. It's something that we're really passionate about at this Social Impact yes. Initiative as well. You talk about how important knowledge sharing is and dissemination. In medicine, there was a fascinating study that came out in the Journal of the American Medical Association several, about 20 years ago, that showed that the, the average time between when a piece of evidence was established and how long it took for it actually to trickle down into everyday practice was 17 years. And that's just unacceptable. And now that we understand the importance of science and the importance of sharing what we learn, I really do think that there are opportunities for us to be much more um, proactive and I think that what you're doing at Wharton is really a great example of how we can get information out into the public space and to the, into the hands of the people who are actually doing the work and, and creating the change that we want. Well, this is a, a really a thought-provoking conversation. Any final thoughts on what you would tell for a, a philanthropist about how they can be more intentional and strategic about their work? So what I would tell my peers and others who are interested in um, in the power of philanthropy is to create the networks, start talking to people. Don't just stay in your silo. They, we have so much to learn from one another. And to bring your heart absolutely to what you're doing and to um, follow your heart in the social change that you want to see. But don't be scared to bring in some science and some um, rigor into making sure that it's not just your intuition that you're using, that you really can learn from the many people who have gone before you. And Yeah, and I think this goes to a willingness to sort of acknowledge when something isn't working. Absolutely. And we talk a lot about failing and failing often, but we have to be willing to learn from our failures, too. <laughs> We've been talking with Dr. Ruth Shaver, president and founder of the Tara Health Foundation on evidence-based philanthropy and gender lens investing. Thank you. Thank you. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.